Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Bobby Podcast. My name is Bobby Kazmaier, and for the last year and a half, I've been creating content on TikTok and through this podcast, navigating my experiences in ED recovery, what I've learned in recovery, um, how I've been able to overcome certain struggles with EDs and recovery, going through all my experiences, sharing them with you guys because I've found a true passion for helping and inspiring others going through similar struggles I was going through with food Um, and now using my experiences and learning from them to share that knowledge with others. And I want to reiterate the fact with this podcast, I am simply sharing my own experiences. I am not a licensed nutritionist. I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm not an eating disorder recovery coach. I'm not certified, not licensed in anything. I'm simply sharing my own experiences through eating disorder recovery. Um, Through this last year and a half, I've been able to grow a following of over 200,000 people on TikTok, which to this day still blows my mind. Um, But like I said, I've been able to use my platform on TikTok to Um, help others, make others feel less alone um, if they're struggling with food or body image or anything along those lines. And it's truly been amazing. Um, And I love this podcast, especially because I love the fact that I'm able to express what I want to say in a longer form of content. Because there's only so much you can fit into a TikTok or an Instagram reel. Um, Being able to just sit with a microphone and just really be authentic for 30 minutes to an hour is amazing. Uh, it's really, it's, it's, it's truly great. It's awesome that I'm even able to do this. Um, so that being said, I really hope you enjoy the episode and thank you so much for listening. Today's guest on the Bobby podcast is Liz, AKA peanut butter in Paris. I absolutely love that handle name. And I actually asked her why that's her handle name in this episode. And she gave me an incredible answer. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but Liz is an eating disorder recovery advocate on social media. She has grown a following of over 22,000 on TikTok, posting you know any and all things eating disorder recovery. She has very uplifting posts. She's one of the most helpful you know accounts out there for uh, ED recovery. She's a very underrated account, if you ask me. She should have way more than 22,000 people people following her. She's incredible. So please follow her after this episode if you're not already. I have her TikTok linked in the description. Uh, but in this episode, she shares her story with her eating disorder and how she was able to begin recovery. We also dive into a variety of topics, whether it's dealing with recovery misconceptions as ED content creators, um, trigger warnings we talk about and being cautious with them, um, navigating exercise and recovery, and most importantly, how our eating disorder brain is not actually us. Uh, Please tune into this episode. I really hope you enjoy it. And thank you for listening. Okay, we have Liz here, also known as Peanut Butter in Paris on TikTok, Instagram, Liz, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing very well. I really appreciate you coming on here. And 
I've always wondered where does the where does peanut butter in Paris originate from? How how is that? How did that become? Because I love it. How did that become your your handle? So when I was thinking about a handle, and I was just going to do my name, but then I saw someone's recovery account, and they called it Boston and Bagels, and it was because that was like two big reasons to recover. So I was like, oh, what's a place that's a big reason to recover and a food? And for me, it's peanut butter in Paris. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I like that a lot, actually. I mean, you're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. Those are two huge reasons to recover. Have yeah. you been to Paris before? No, I haven't, but I want to. <laughs> I mean, hey, me too. I've yeah. never been either, but yeah, it looks, it looks great. That's awesome. I love to hear that. That's so creative too. Like you don't, it's always wonder that. That's really creative. That's awesome. Um, all right. I've been starting to ask this to all my recurring guests or just all my guests. The very first question I'd like to ask them, I know it's asked you a question, but the very first question I'd like to ask people uh, what's your favorite food of all time? This is a really tough question. I do love peanut butter. Like, I think that has to be really, really high up there. Has to be. Yeah, I think that's it. Peanut butter. peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. It's my favorite food of all. <laughs> so versatile. It's so good. Wait, creamy or chunky though? It depends. Depends. But I really like creamy. Yeah. Like like Teddy smooth peanut butter salted is the best. Yep. Teddy's is the best. I agree there. I I'm more of a chunky kind of guy myself, but you know, <laughs> I guess it depends on what you're either putting it on or with. I don't know. I, I it depends, you know? Yeah. Depends. All right, good to know. <laughs> we we agree on something already. It's great. I know. Um okay, so for the listeners who might not know anything about you or who you are, um for those of you who don't know, Liz is a recovery account on TikTok. She has over 20, 22,000, I think. On yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 22,000 followers on TikTok. I think I followed you when you were at like six or 7,000. So you've, you've grown a lot since then. It's been, it's been awesome. Um, and her, her content is very uplifting. You, you have the kind of content where like, I'm having like a shitty day. Your account will like a video of yours will pop up and it'll just like remind me to like, you know, just take it easy and relax. And it's. Thank you. Yeah. So you have amazing content all around very um it's just great so for those of you for the listeners who might not know anything about you tell us who you are and how how you're in this position you are today so um I had a pretty good relationship with food my whole life I mean I kind of struggled some points like comments from girls and stuff just growing up but then when COVID hit things really got um deep and I and I felt really obligated to like make the most of my time in quarantine um so I started like focusing on healthy eating and movement which was good until I went through a really intense breakup and then I just like lost my whole social life and healthy didn't healthy wasn't about whole foods anymore and like healthy exercise it was about calories the lowest calories I could eat and everything and it just it got to a really bad place. So it's, it's not a, it's not like a non, a a checkpoint that you have to be inpatient to have an eating disorder, obviously. Um, but I ended up going inpatient in April of 2021. And then when I got out, I was like, I need to do something with this because I want to move forward. So I started a a recovery account. And here I am. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a 
I know. And I think, I think quarantine and COVID was like the kickstart for a lot of eating disorders, unfortunately. Um, just cause I think a lot of people had the mindset of, Oh, I have all this free time now I'm going to better myself. And yep. this is where I'm going to make the difference in my life. And it ends up becoming obsessive. And, um, like you said, that's, it turns into a whole thing about calories and it just, it just becomes your entire life basically. Mm. Um, like I'm sure there's, there's, there could be a whole study on the whole Chloe Ting thing. There could be a whole. Oh, study yeah. That. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> um, yeah. I mean, so was there, was there one particular moment where, where you kind of realized that, okay, this something needs to change um, when you're going through what you were going through? I think I was kind of in denial um, until the day that I had to be admitted. And, and I think it was the look on my parents' face, honestly, like how, how it affected them and how much it wasn't about me. And it's not all about the food and the exercise and being as small as possible. All this like false sense of control because you're truly being controlled. And like seeing how distraught my parents looked, I'm like, this is not how I'm supposed to be living my life. Mm-hmm. I know. And I think like, a lot of people don't understand like how EDs can affect, obviously not only the individual who's going through it, but obviously, you know, your entire environment surrounding you it has such a huge ripple effect. Um, and yeah, like, you know, I've, I've had something similar too. Like I remember like telling people about it, just like the, their face just like drops and it's just like, mm-hmm. ah, it sucks. Cause then you realize, oh shit, this is like not only affecting me, it's affecting other people as well. Um, was it hard for you to like well, was it more, did you open up about it yourself or where, or did your parents kind of see signs or was it kind of a, my parents saw the signs and, um, I really, I was brainwashed the whole time, especially towards the end. I was really brainwashed. And, um, I remember one time my therapist gave me a book to read and it had eating disorders on it. And I was like, wow, this feels real. Like this really feels real. And then after, inpatient things we had more of an open dialogue my parents and I and they educated themselves as much as they could um but it was really them seeing the signs and reaching out to professionals because they didn't know what to do gotcha okay um and did you ever feel did you feel nervous going into inpatient did you like how how are the how are your feelings surrounded about going into inpatient uh they told me and I like screamed and cried and I said like really really like it's like just before summer you're gonna make me do all this stuff and I was just so angry at them and it wasn't me it was the eating disorder that got really angry at them just the eating disorder overpowering like my inner self my true self um and and they are understanding they know they're not gonna be like oh this person's gonna be excited to go into treatment but yeah I was pretty pissed did you, have, did you have the same feelings when you left or did you, were you did you think it was worth it yeah I, th- I thought it was worth it I noticed while I was there I was getting really excited to eat again oh that's good so we would eat like with other girls um and we'd have our meals supervised but like what they would get I'm like oh my god I can't wait to have a burger again I can't wait to have pizza again like all this stuff that the eating disorder said that I couldn't have and it's not easy just because oh I'm in recovery now I'm going to eat it again but it just gives you that little bit of hope. Yeah, that's amazing. Because yeah. yeah, it's like it's little things like that that really make all the difference. Like food is supposed to be enjoyable. You're supposed to look forward to it. Like it's not supposed to be this, I don't know, this this life controlling thing. And um, and yeah, like and I think you just mentioned a pretty great point too. People just assume people who don't 
who have never struggled with food before and they hear about people who do struggle they just think oh well, why don't you just eat it's not that hard it's like that's the oh, worst. Uh, like <laughs> it, worst. it's the worst or in, on the opposite side of the spectrum people who struggle with binge eating it's like oh just stop eating it's like really like it's not there's this whole emotional aspect that people just goes right by like right over their heads so um and how are you doing now how, how are things going how are things going now um things are going okay right now I'm doing IOP so that's intensive outpatient it's an intensive outpatient program um I do that five days a week so I mean I've had obviously there's a bunch of highs and lows a few weeks ago was really a really big low just because like I felt like really stuck and it's hard when you feel stuck and you can't do anything about it um but this past week actually has been better. I've been in better spirits. School is over. So like, I'm not really, that was kind of hard, like trying to fit in meals on that schedule and trying to go to program and everything. But I think now I'm doing much better. Yeah. That's great. And that's great to hear. And have, when you do have bad days, low points, do you do anything different now than when you did when you were uh, before you went to inpatient like is there a difference now when you realize you have you're having these bad days because they do happen yeah I think coping the eating disorders are coping mechanisms because they're never that's you don't just get an eating disorder like an illness um it is a mental illness but like it's, it's not like it's the flu you don't get it and it goes away um for me it was coping with a bunch of different things and that's how it manifested um but instead of like restricting or overexercising or doing all these different behaviors for having a bad day, now I like cry. I feel my feelings. I bring them to program. I do process groups with them. Um, I'll read, just do things to get out of my own head. It's, it's just so much more productive than using food to numb your emotions. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I, I've been doing the same too. I'm just doing whatever you can, like getting your mind off of it, doing things that you know are productive, and whether it be in the short term or the long term, but just doing things that you know that you can just help take your mind off of it. Uh, that's great to hear. That's awesome. Um, so it's it's one having eating disorder is one whole beast, but openly talking about it on the internet is a totally different beast. Oh yeah. How did you did did you have any barriers when? you when you decide to make your TikTok account and say okay I'm actually going to talk about this on the internet for anyone to see were there any barriers before you started or were you just confident all the way in so I think it's like a secret in the beginning it was kind of like a secret thing like I didn't want some people to know like one of my friends told one of my other friends and like it was this big thing because it wasn't like I didn't say that they could talk about it but it should be talked about and and then when I was like I actually want to talk about this and I don't want to like have this as something bad because it's not bad. Obviously it's a horrible experience, but it's so much more prominent and people need to be educated and more people need to talk about it. Um, the only thing I was nervous about was like high school, like, cause I started in high school and, um, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of judgment and people are really nice at their core but when they're trying to like impress other people they'll say mean things in groups or stuff but I've heard really positive feedback they're like oh yeah we talk about your TikTok account and it's pretty cool I'm like 
do people ever say anything? They're like, yeah, sometimes they say it's cringy, but like, I don't care. I don't care. I honestly don't care. Like <laughs> if I'm helping one person, that's all that matters. Yep. That's the exact mindset you got to have. You just, it doesn't matter. Like if, if these people are judging your account in a negative way, they're calling it cringe, whatever it is. And that, I mean, first of all, like any, anyone saying anything like that, they're just reflecting their own insecurities. And exactly. um, so it's just like, it doesn't matter. And like, if they're judging you that way, they're not meant to be in your life anyways. And it's just not. Yeah. Those same people, when they see, like, I might be like working with a company and it's like, Hey, do you get free stuff? Like, can you give me some? I'm like, yeah, get away from me. Yeah. Get away from me. Call me cringy yeah. again. Thank you. Yeah, they always judge until it's time to and it's sometime for brand deal. Yeah, I totally. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um so annoying. But yeah, I, I totally get it. Um I know, but that that's that's great that you're able to just like it's just it doesn't matter what people think because I, I used to care so much about what people thought about me literally like day in and day out. Like I even like when I started my account, I like, I, I was just nervous when like anyone would see, cause I, I, I knew, I knew people would find it and people would see it. And it was just yeah. like, I was just like, Oh God. <laughs> like, but then I realized, you know, I, over time, like no one really cared. And like, um, at least I know, I, I didn't think anybody cared. My life didn't really change. If anything, it's better now. Yeah. yeah. And you can't control what people think. So they're going to think what they're going to think no matter what. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that's awesome. And when did you start your account? Okay, let's see. It was it was pretty quick after I discharged. I think April, May. I think May of 2021, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's over a year now. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Did you think you'd get to this point where you are now? I don't think so. I mean, the the algorithm is so weird. It is so <laughs> weird. It's just like I don't know, consistency and being authentic. And there's like a few videos that just like blow up and then you get a bunch of followers and I don't know. It's it's not really like the number, honestly. I just, it's about helping people. Yeah, exactly. I know, but yeah, the algorithm can be really weird. I don't I, I like that. Um, awesome. Um, and speaking of opinions of others, I know we just talked about it, but I noticed like I get comments about it. I'm sure you do as well. I think you've actually made some, some videos about some comments people leave, specifically um, regarding... Um, exercise and people who make assumptions about people who are in recovery exercising and I think I mean I exercise a lot I'm a pretty active person I'm sure you are as well and um, I think exercising is totally okay in recovery as long as you have the right mindset and you're doing it for the right reasons but it's kind of hard to kind of it's kind of hard to showcase that online sometimes especially when your audience is the kind of audience that we have they are very quick to judge, very quick to not saying everyone, but there are a select few who are quick to judge, quick to point out, oh, why are you exercising? Like this must be a bad thing. So I would love to get your thoughts on this because I think you made a couple like rant videos about this. I'd love to hear your full oh, yeah. thoughts on it. it. It really gets me going, honestly. Because a behavior, just because a behavior is a something for someone, they use that as a part of their eating disorder. It doesn't make it for everyone else. And they're just projecting. So maybe my recovery doesn't look like someone else's, but that that gives you no right to tell me what I'm doing. And I'm working with professionals, so I know what's going. Like I'm I'm in treatment. Like I have thirty hours a week, and you're trying to tell me what to do. Like it just it really gets me mad. Like I had someone tag me in a in a video. It's like this is what real recovery looks like, not a bunch of triggering workout videos. 
okay, this is what this person's recovery looks like. Everyone is different. Everyone's eating disorder is different. Everyone's recovery is different. And yeah, I had my time of not being able to exercise because I was weight restoring. And once I was cleared to, I got back into it slowly, but surely I'm at a place where I can do whatever I want now in a safe way. And it's not anyone else. They don't, it's always the accounts with zero followers, zero likes, zero following. It's like these ghost accounts, like a profile picture. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like what, why are you wasting your time bringing me down? You're just projecting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause no, those bother me too. Like I, uh, and I made a video once, like, cause there are times I'd be afraid to like, if I ate like a quote unquote, like diet food for you, I'll just throw out like Halo Top, for example. I think there's some flavors of Halo Top that are really good. Yeah. And I'm going to eat them because I, I eat food that I think tastes good. And I like, I don't eat it because it's low calorie. Like I'm still going to allow myself to eat Ben and Jerry's ice cream. But sometimes you get like a little cautious to post that. If I would, if I were to post like what I eat in a day, I'd be cautious to put that on there because I, I know I get flooded with comments. Why are you eating Halo Top? What the fuck? Like, what do you like? It's just, you know what I mean? Like it's, so it's, yeah. It, you go from demonizing one thing to demonizing another. Like you're demonizing all these bad foods and these foods that your eating disorder says you can't have. But then in recovery, you're demonizing all these foods that your eating disorder loves. So it's like you're restricting either way. Mm-hmm. So well, something's got to give. Like it's just the judgment from other people is is always a projection of themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to not take it personally. Like I found myself going back to that that tagged comment and seeing if they responded to like what how I replied to them. Like seeing if other people liked it, I'll see if other people like it. So if other people think the same thing, and I'm just like, this is a waste of my time. It's one person. Mm. And I I just think about all the people they're like, you're not helping anyone. You don't make any progress. I was like, (laughs) I was just like, all I was thinking about was all the, the DMS and the message, not to brag, but like the people, all the people that say that I help them, like, that's what matters. It's not about this, these small number of people that have a problem with me yeah. I try my best to not be triggering so and, and that can be hard in itself like as much as we don't want to be obviously no one wants to potentially trigger someone that can be hard sometimes when we're talking about such a sensitive topic that's that's still like taboo for a lot of people and it's it can yeah. be really tough because like every time I post a video I like or before I post it I like quadruple check to make sure I didn't like I can't potentially like trigger someone it's just like it's such a tough it, it can be such a slippery slope and it's so tough to kind of navigate it sometimes um because like yeah i've gotten a couple comments where i'm like oh actually this is you shouldn't like take this down this is not this this can be very triggering and it like it freaks me out i'm like fuck like i didn't mean to do this and it's just like you know it's impossible to know what might be a trigger for the whole tiktok or whatever platform you're on all of the people that are going to see your content because you don't know who's going to see it how many people, what, what their triggers are. Like, you don't know these people. So if you're just being authentic and trying your best, that's all you can do. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I could talk for hours about that. Cause I just, <laughs> sometimes it just, cause yeah, you can't please everyone. You can't, you, it's, it's impossible to do that, especially on a platform that's so global, like TikTok, you're going to, like you said, so many different people are going to see your content. Like I know, you know a video i just posted recently went pretty viral and like half the comments are just like they see the abbreviation ed and all the comments are just from like jim bro tiktok and it's just like bro erectile dysfunction what <laughs> i get those all the time and it's so I get, this too. I get those all the time it's just because i'm a guy i get those all the time uh, and i'm a girl and i get those 
I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my god! It's I. I even get it more on Instagram too. I've been trying. I'm uh, starting to repost my TikToks on Reels and Instagram, and that's what all the comments are. Instagram's just a whole different beast. I don't even like open my comments on Instagram that often because a lot of them are just like ruthless. Yeah. Um, I know you just kind of mentioned a little bit on you know what you do like when you get receive comments of those you kind of just disregard them. Remember that like it doesn't matter. You don't know who this person is. But is there anything in particular you do when you get like, I mean, have you ever gotten a hate comment, like hate comment before? Yeah, I've actually been like, there's a few like recovery accounts that like, this one girl went live and was like, they were like talking shit about me, like on their live. And someone was like, someone like told me that they were talking shit. And then it was like literally like high school drama in a TikTok live. I'm like, I don't know you people. (laughs) You got it. I was like, I was pissed because it's like, all I'm doing is trying my best. And, and I just, then you just get so insecure. Like, yeah, I feel so insecure and like, feel like I'm not doing enough or I feel like I'm not, I don't know, not doing it right. But I don't know. I, I let myself feel it. And then I'll be like, Hey mom, this is what someone said about me. She's like, you can't control what they think. And she helps me, but like, I think it's important to like feel your feelings, but also acknowledge that it's someone else's opinion. Yeah, but that is crazy. A TikTok, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. That's crazy to me. Yeah. That like you literally don't know anything about that person. Like, mm-hmm. If you never met them, you like that's crazy. Just judging how someone else does their recovery, right? I think it's really hurtful. And especially you said it was recovery, it was a recovery account, right? why are we trying to bring other bring other recovery accounts down like that that's just like, i know that is crazy to me. and and then it's like okay if i'm tr- if someone was trying their best in recovery say i was trying my best and this person's telling me i'm not the industry is like hey you can't do recovery right but you know you can do me right so let's just go back to the old old way so it's like you're you're trying to help me by judging me and talking shit about me but you could really be like this could really be detrimental oh yeah 100 percent. that could so. be so detrimental oh my god all right, enough drama talk. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so one of the toughest parts I think about recovery, at least in my opinion, is still dealing with food guilt from time to time, or however often it is for someone. And I would like to know specific things you like to do that helps combat food guilt when it arises. Um, let's hear. I usually reach out to my dietitian. I text her literally constantly. She probably gets so pissed at me. But I'm like, I feel so guilty right now. Like yesterday, I was like, I feel so guilty right now for what I'm eating. And she'll just say these things that I try to like repeat in my head. Like what guilt really means. Like you had to do something wrong to feel guilty. Um, or it's like, it's about the flavors. It's about the experience. It's not about the calories. It's not about all these different things. Um, but that being said, it's really hard to like, get out of your head and try to think these positive things when you have this like beast overpowering your brain. Um, Sometimes I like to journal if I have like the honestly like physical energy to, because I journal so hard that my hand gets cramped up, (laughs) (laughs) but like journaling's good. kind of like brain dumping on that page or like, I'll just like talk I'll do like a video on my computer or on my phone just like rant um sometimes I tell my parents but that's kind of hard because they'll like say something that's not helpful um but or distraction 
always works too. Kind of, it's not like you're like suppressing the problem. It's kind of just putting your your mind somewhere else where you could like have these urges to do these things because you're feeling so much guilt. Um, and then later I'll address the problem like with my treatment team or something. That's awesome. That's awesome. You have a really good, it sounds like you have a great relationship with your dietitian. That's great to hear. Oh, I love her. I met with her this morning. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah, because you're right. I think uh, when you brought up like what, like what was it what what was it what does she define or like how do you define guilt or like what yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly because like when I think of being guilty of something that's like you're getting or like you feel like you did something wrong or you're getting punished for something but you didn't do anything wrong by eating something or overeating something a little bit that's not you don't do anything you didn't do anything wrong so why are you feeling guilty about doing nothing wrong like that like that Mm -hmm. helps me a lot I heard a quote or someone commented in one of my videos once and I this sticks me to this day they said um like guilt shall pass, memories will last, something like that. And I was yes. like, oh, yeah. Yes. Guilt is temporary. Yeah, memories guilt. are forever. Exactly. Guilt is temporary. And uh, I'm reading this book called The Untethered Soul, actually. And um, the first chapter is about how, like, when you hear a voice in your brain, it has to have like a subject to object relationship. So, like, the fact that you're hearing it proves that it's not you, it's not your true, authentic self. So, it's someone else talking. Um, mm-hmm. And the thoughts aren't reality and they'll go away. Yeah. I love yeah. that. That's, that's awesome. Because, yeah, I think finding ways to combat food guilt, however um, major or minor it can be, can go such a long way. And, like, even just like combating it in general is such a huge step you can take and not giving into it um, and just being down about it, like giving in or not giving into it. Not giving into it is such a huge step, um, even if it's just one time. Like, it's, it's goes such a long way yeah um excellent all right so we're gonna hit you with some rapid fire fun kind of questions um okay what's your favorite food combination that everyone needs to try if you have one (laughs) um i think banana and peanut butter always hits i 100 percent agree I feel like I have some like unique food combos that like, but I just can't think of them right now. Banana and peanut butter right now is just on my mind. Well, that's, that's just a classic. That's just like, I just had that with my oatmeal like two hours ago, you know, it's okay. absolute staple. Um, all right. You get three toppings to put on a burger. What are they? Oh my God. Swiss cheese. Ooh. Trader Joe's dill pickle mustard. Wow. Okay. And Heinz ketchup. Heinz ketchup that's the best kind of ketchup okay Swiss cheese interesting mm-hmm. and what was it the dill pickle mustard from Trader Joe's yeah it's new and you need it it's so good okay <laughs> the nearest Trader Joe's to me is like a almost an hour away so I gotta is it worth the drive is it worth the gas I don't know <laughs> uh, interesting okay um all right does pineapple belong on pizza no I kind of disagree I don't know I mean I've only had it like twice but it wasn't bad I don't think I've I don't really recall when I've had it but like I'm a solid like veggie pizza so good mm-hmm. or like meatball pizza really good Ooh, meatball pizza is really good yeah um hmm, okay um are you a breakfast person are you a lunch person are you a dinner person breakfast 
Yeah. I hate lunch. Like, what is lunch? It's <laughs> so like lunch? ambiguous. <laughs> That's a great yeah. point. Like, what what is lunch? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite breakfast? Your go to? I do love oatmeal. I know you love oatmeal. Oh, come on. Kind of basic avocado toast too with eggs. Really good. Or classic, like a classic, like a uh, eggs and home fries toast. I like turkey bacon regular than ever, better than regular bacon. But yeah. Yeah. I love turkey bacon. Mm. Okay. And my final question for you is if you could say anything to your former self who was struggling, what would you say to them or to her? <laughs> this is not normal. Mm. And like, I, I'd say that it's not normal and not to compare yourself to these people that you see online. Like I would, I would compare myself to people that were like, might be preparing for a bodybuilding show. And I would eat like them deep, deep, deep in their prep. And that's unhealthy. They talk about how this is not sustainable. This is unhealthy. We're working with professionals and we're going to, we're doing all these different things, which is so controversial, but like I would compare myself to them and prepare and like say that I wasn't doing enough because I didn't look like them. Um, but no, it's, it's not normal. Mm. Yeah. Just to kind of like get that into, into, into her, into her brain, kind of recognize that this is not normal because you're, you're yeah. trying to tell you that it is. And this is how you're supposed to, okay, I like that. Yeah. Very, very straightforward, but very effective. <laughs> yeah. I think you make a great point about like fitness influencers. I just in general, like people see these fitness influencers and like, they don't realize like that's their job. Like that's like their career. Like they have to, their job is looking a certain way, eating a certain amount, lifting a certain amount. That's not our job. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard to, sometimes it's easy to think that it is and it's not. Um, yeah. I would do the same. I would compare myself to these bodybuilder dudes. That I, I could, a physique I could never attain, but you think negatively about yourself. Like, oh, why can I get to this point? But it's like, that's their job. That's, that's their livelihood. So. And like, you don't know what they do. Like, mm-hmm. like even Chris Bump said, I love him so much. He just was just talking about his cycles of, yep. and like what he does. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, they're not even natural either. And it's just like, compare, I love the quote, comparison is the thief of joy. It is. It strips you of all like authenticity. It just, if we were all the same, the earth would be so boring. So boring. It'd be so boring. So like the, the comparison, it's just, it's, it just, it just tears you down always. Yeah. It's awful. Right. Yeah. And, and even if we all ate and worked out the exact same, we'd still look different. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh. All right. I think we'll leave it at that. Liz, thank you so much for coming on to the Bobby podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, Obviously I will link all of your social medias in the description. Is there anything else you'd like me to to plug for you besides your TikTok, your Instagram, and is there anything else? Oh, that's, that's it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course, Liz. Anytime, anytime. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Bobby podcast. If you found this episode relatable, if you resonated with it in any way, if it made you feel less alone, that's truly amazing. That's incredible Um, because that's the goal of this podcast. I really want to make and help others feel less alone, whatever they're going through, because this 
this stuff is tough, you know, like ED recovery is tough and I never want anyone to feel alone in this. Cause I know there were times I felt alone. So, um, I never want anyone to feel alone. So if you, um, found this episode enjoyable, make sure to subscribe to this podcast, check out my TikToks. Um, I will leave all those links in the description. I really appreciate you listening. You're all the best. Have a great rest of your day.